Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about season 10, episode 3, called Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna go so great. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so we start out inside a hospital. A priest is Latin chanting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he puts the crucifix to his lips and then nods to Sam, who nods back. The priest says, Doctor. Sam says, Father. <laughs> and then the priest leaves. Sam picks up a cooler and then fills it with blood from blood bags. No, he fills it with blood bags. He didn't, like, splash out all the blood into the <laughs> because that's not sanitary. No, that's yeah. not. <laughs> he drives away uh, from the hospital in the Impala and goes back to the bunker. He goes down into the dungeon. Verdine is strapped to a chair in the middle of the devil's trap on the floor. Dean goes, really? Sam says, for whatever it's worth, I got your blood type. <laughs> Dean says, Sam, I know you think you're going to try and fix me. But did it ever occur to you that maybe I don't want to be fixed? Just let me go live my life. I won't bother you. What do you care? Sam says, what do I care? You're my brother, Dean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sam grabs some holy water and splashes it on the floor as he begins chanting. Dean says, you think I'm just going to sit here like Crowley, getting all weepy while you shoot me up? Well, screw that. I don't want this. <laughs> Sam says, yeah. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I know. Sam says, yeah, I pretty much figured that out. Dean says, you don't even know if this is going to work, do you? You know, I got a hell of a lot... (laughs) You know, (laughs) I got a hell of a lot more running through me than just demon juice. Sam says, Mark a cane. Got it. (laughs) Been there, done... I mean, not done that, but like, (laughs) we know, yeah. Yep. Dean says, that's right. Sam walks closer to Dean with the syringe of blood. Sam says, buckle up. Dean says, Sammy, you know I hate shots. Sam says, I hate demons. <laughs> Dean's eyes. So there. I know. Good one. <laughs> Dean's eyes go black right before Sam splashes him with holy water. Dean yells as he sizzles. <laughs> and Sam, Sam, fuck. <laughs> Sam jabs the needle into his arm. Sam says, look, we got a whole bunch more of these to go. You can make it a lot easier on yourself. Dean's eyes go wide. Oh, sorry. Sorry, no, you're good. <laughs> Playing footsie with your knee there. <laughs> um, where am I? Okay, yeah. Uh, and the human blood starts to take effect. Uh, we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Hannah and Cass in a car. Cass is driving and not looking so hot. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, he looks hot, but he also looks like he has He's about to die. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Dying, but in a sexy way. <laughs> Hannah says, how are you holding up? Cass says, Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Hannah says, you say you're fine, but you don't look fine. Cass says, it's what the humans do. They say they're fine. And even if I I don't look it, you say, I look well. And that way, we avoid talking about something we can do nothing about. <laughs> Hannah says, I'm sorry. I just can't see how Sam Winchester could ask you to drive all this way to help with his brother, knowing your condition. Hannah kind of side eyes. Or no, Cass kind of side eyes Hannah. And Hannah says... He doesn't know about how badly your borrowed grace is fading, does he? Cass says, he knows some, and he didn't have to ask. Sam is alone in this. 
He's attempting to change Dean from demon to human with a cure of sanctified blood. (laughs) Blood. (laughs) But there's no guarantee that it will work. If it doesn't, then Dean is gone and the demon must be dealt with. Hannah says, I just, I worry about you. Because you love him. (laughs) At the very least, they're besties. Yeah. (laughs) Right. In a weird way. In a weird way, yes. So we cut back to the bunker. Sam sticks another needle in Dean's arm and Dean groans. Dean says, for all you know, you could be killing me. Sam says, or you're just messing with me. Either way, the lore doesn't say anything about exceptions to the cure. Dean chuckles and says, the lore. Hunters. Men of letters. What a load of crap it all is. Oh, you got nothing? Sam says, you want me to debate you? This isn't even the real you I'm talking to. Dean says, oh, it's the real me, all right. The new real me. The me that sees things for what they really are. Winchesters. Do-gooders. Fighting the natural order. Let me tell you something. Guys like me, we are the natural order. It's the way it was set up. Okay, you sound like an idiot, Dean. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, (laughs) Sam says, guys like me still do what we can. Dean says, don't be so full of yourself, Sammy, because see, where I'm sitting, there ain't much difference from what I turned into to what you already are. Sam says, and what exactly is that supposed to mean? Dean says, I know what you did when you went looking for me. I know how far you went. Crowley told me all about it. So let me ask you, which one of us is really a monster? Hmm? Starting to come back to you now? So Sammy has himself a little flashback. Uh, we're in a bar uh, with Lester, who is the guy with the cheating wife who Dean killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lester is drunk. <laughs> with his <laughs> gliding jawbone. <laughs> oh, God. His gently gliding <laughs> jawbone. Sorry about that. Still, I'm still sorry about that. <laughs> it's <all> good. <laughs> okay. Lester says, what am I supposed to do now? It's like my life is over. Thank you. Bitch. I should have seen it coming. Why doesn't anything ever work out for me, huh? Sam walks up and says, hey there. Lester says, hi. (laughs) Sam says, sounds like things have been a little rough on you lately, huh? Lester says, rough? My wife kicked me to the curb. Sam says, oh. Lester says, we haven't had sex in four months. Four! (laughs) Well, not that, not that she hasn't been having plenty. With a guy in her bowling league. Guy with tattoos. Did him right there on the kitchen table while I was at work. Sam says, man, that's a, that's cold. Lester says, now all I can think of is revenge. Payback. But that's not going to happen. Sam says, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Is it possible? No. It is possible that you can have your revenge. I mean, hell, it's possible you can have pretty much anything you want. So we cut back to current time. Dean says, you were trying to get a 20 on Crowley and me from any demon you could snag. But Crowley didn't want to be found, and no one showed when you summoned. But you found a way, didn't you, Sam? We get another flashback. Uh, we see Sam bearing a box and then covering it with dirt. He looks around the crossroads and then motions to Lester. Sam says, all right, stand right there. When I say so, read the words off the paper. Lester says, are you sure about this? Sam says, yeah, trust me. And then Sam walks behind some bushes and crouches down. <laughs> Like he's going to take a big dump. <laughs> Sam says, all right, go ahead. Does a bear, does a moose fit in the woods? <laughs> Lester says, okay. Um, all right, I'm going to attempt some Latin chant- chanting here, which I've managed to avoid for the last four to five years. <laughs> here we go. Lester says, demon esto subvectus voluntari 
Sam says, Taddy! Voluntaddy! Lester says, oh, Voluntaddy. Suddenly, a crossroads demon appears and says, who summons me and for what purpose? Sam stands up as Lester walks towards the demon. Lester says, kill my wife. Sam yells, Lester! Lester says, and my soul is yours. Sam says, <laughs> don't! No time at all. He's yeah. like immediately like, oh, you're that great. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, not like, what do I do? This is a demon. This is weird. What's happening? I didn't think anybody would show up. None of that. Just like immediate killer. You know, like. Kill my wife and take my soul to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sam yells, Lester. And Lester says, and my soul is yours. Sam says, don't. The crossroads demon says, done. Sam says, no! <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> the demon kisses Lester to seal the deal. We cut back to present day. Dean says, you would have liked to have gotten there before the deal went down, but you didn't really care about poor old Lester, did you? Uh, we go back into the flashback. Sam has the crossroads demon strung up from a tree. Uh, Sam says, why don't we try that again? The crossroads demon says, nobody knows where Crowley and your brother are. They're off the radar. Sam pulls out a knife and then cuts into the demon's chest. She screams and says, kill me if you want to. That's all I know. I got nothing for you. And you made that poor son of a bitch sell his soul. So we cut back to real time. Dean says, oh, and so you know, I killed Lester myself. And that wife who's married. Who, <laughs> and that wife of his married the tattooed guy. I thought he didn't. No, no, he killed oh, no. Lester. Sorry, I no, thought no. the way that you yeah, the way said I said it, it made it sound, sound like he and... killed his wife. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, that was my fault. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. She married oh. tattoo guy, yeah, bully, yeah, yeah. tattooed bullying guy. Yeah. Sam slams his hand down on the table and says, "I never meant." Dean says, "Who cares what you meant? That line that we thought was so clear between us and the things that we hunted ain't so clear, is it?" Wow, you might actually be worse than me. <laughs> you took a guy at his lowest used him, and it cost him his life and his soul. Nice work. <laughs> Sam stabs the needle into Dean's neck, and, who's, and Dean screams in pain, and Sam throws a syringe onto the table. Dean says, let me ask you this, Sammy. If this doesn't work, we both know what you got to do to me, right? You got the stomach for that, Sam? So we cut to Crowley sitting on his throne in hell. Another demon holds a young girl before Crowley. Crowley says, you stand accused of high treason. Take her away. <laughs> the demons leave, and another demon hands Crowley an envelope. Okay, I have a, <laughs> like, okay, treason and hell, fine. Where are you going to take her? It's hell. Like, I know, right? It's like, ooh, treason, send them to hell. You're already in hell. Like, what's the, is there, like, a special place reserved I mean, there's for like, the, Maybe you know? they get stuck in, like, the, you know, the soul jails or something. You know what I mean? Like, now you can't torture. Now you're here being yeah, tortured. Yeah, it was just kind of weird to me. I was like, what are you... Yeah. They're already in hell. They're in the worst area that you can think of. Right. Like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. Yeah, anyways. that's true. I did not think of that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Crowley takes the envelope and says, so what's this then? Oh, goody. Something else to sign. Henceforth and forthwith for the furtherance and expedience and regulation and... Yeah, sure. Crowley hands over whatever he just signed, and another demon walks up. The demon says, Majesty, supplicants await without. Crowley says, Without what? Demon says, The demon says, Outside. Crowley says, Let them wait. The demon says, They've waited a long time. Crowley says, It's hell. You wait. It's what you do. 
You're still here. Like, it's part of the torture, dude. Yeah. The the demon says, I have an update on the angel Castiel. His grace seems to be fading. He's losing strength. If one were so inclined, this would be a... I don't know this word. This would be the right time for one to eliminate him. What's that word? I've not seen that word. And I wonder if it's a typo. Propitious? Sure. I don't know. I'm just going to go with it's a good time (laughs) for one to eliminate him. (laughs) Crowley says, one. The demon says, you, sire. Crowley says, borrowed grace does have a puny shelf life. Castiel should have read the warning label. Follow him and keep me informed as to his decline. The demon leaves and Crowley is alone. He has like a flashback montage. We see Crowley opening the door to find Dean in bed with Anne-Marie. Crowley says, what's going on here? Dean says, what's it look like? Crowley says, in my bed? Jerk. Dean (laughs) says, bitch. (laughs) And then we cut to them playing foosball. Crowley yells, knock it down, knock it down. Dean yells, stop talking. (laughs) Crowley yells, you're bodging it. Uh, They lose the game, and then the scene changes to the bar. Crowley says, the king of hell. Dean Winchester by his side. Together, we rule. Together, we create the perfect hell. Uh, Back in current time... A demon says, great one, but Crowley doesn't answer because he's still deep in thought. The demon says, your majesty. Crowley blinks and finally notices him. Huh? (laughs) The demon says, are you all right? Crowley says, I was thinking of better days. The demon says, yes, you're sabbatical. Crowley says, my what? The demon says, uh, we were worried, of course. Your misadventure with the older Winchester was quite the topic of speculation. Uh, of course it was. Yeah. Uh, if you'll forgive my boldness, I could be your new wingman. Crowley says... Dude, pick me! Pick me! Put me in, coach! <laughs> Crowley says, could you? The demon says, I, too, love to party. And I do love the ladies. And the classic rock and roll. Most importantly, the classic rock and roll. Yeah. It's not just classic rock and roll. It's like the, the thing. I love the things. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, I could debauch by your side without being a personal embarrassment. You'll see what I'm worth. Crowley <laughs> says, Oh, I can see already. And then Crowley snaps his fingers and the demon puffs into smoke. Mm-hmm. Poof. Yeah. Crowley waves his hand to clear the smoke and then looks around and says, Anyone else care to comment? <laughs> so I cut back to Hannah and Cass in the car. Hannah says, sorry, I missed another turn. I have no idea where the main road is. These things, they're so confining and primitive. It's getting worse, isn't it? Castiel, it's time we stopped avoiding the obvious. You and I both know how to fix this. Both you and the situation. Cass says, the situation. The situation. Every time I hear, you watch Jersey Shore, right? Yeah. And every time I hear the situation, I'm like, oh no, that guy. I know, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, he's a professional bowler now, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. We saw there was something on some sort of, we have like literally all the sports channels, and mm-hmm. there was some sort of bowling something on one of the channels, and uh, he was on there bowling his little heart out, and I yeah. was like, what? You know, like, <laughs> that's cool. Hold on a second. You know, like, yeah. it's just like not what I expected, you know? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, Cass says, I will not slit some angel's throat and steal its grace. Before you say it, we definitely are not going begging to Metatron. Hannah says, what about helping your friend? 
and sending the ro- and sending the rogue angels back to heaven. What are you smelling, Rochelle? I'm yawning. Oh, <laughs> I look over and she's got her head like her nose like stuck in the neck of her shirt, and she's just like staying there motionless. Like, are you smelling your armpits? No, What's I was happening? trying to yawn without making you yawn. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Okay. Uh, also, it's kind of a, like, nice little hidey hole in here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> That's okay. I am too. Okay. Uh, where am I? Okay. Uh, Hannah says, what about helping your friend and sending the rogue angels back to heaven? Your preference to die for your principles. It's very noble, but it is meaningless. Han- uh, Cass says, then you carry on. Hannah says. My way. Works. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah says, I'm not enough. Cass says, sometimes enough is whatever you have. Hannah nods. Uh, Cass's phone rings, and he answers. He says, Sam? In the bunker, Sam steps out of the room where Dean is chained to the chair and into the hallway. Sam says, Cass, hey, are you still coming? Cass says, I'm a few hours away. Is the treatment working? Sam says, no, not very well. Look, it's not like it was with Crowley. Dean is in pain. I mean, he's in bad pain. It's like he's barely holding on. Cass, I might be killing him. Cass says, it might be. Sam says, so what, should I stop? Cass says, and do what? He's not possessed. Exorcism is out of the question. The ritual of purified blood is the only treatment I know. Sam says, Cass, did you not hear what I just said? I could be killing my brother. Cass says. Also, to me, like, what are you going to do with him if it doesn't fix him? I know. You know, like, you can't keep him like that forever. So, like. You know, one problem is solved or another, you know? (laughs) Cass says, Sam, he's not your brother. At least, not now. You have to be prepared for, Sam says, killing my brother. Cass says, I'll be there as soon as I can. Sam says, yeah, all right, I'll, uh, I'll leave the entry unlocked for you. Just hurry. Is that safe? Why do you need to leave the entry unlocked for him? Can't he, doesn't he have, like, a key? Like, he just comes in anyway. Why do you need to unlock it? I don't... I don't get it. I don't... Well, I'm sure that there's probably, like, a difference between, like, a key to get in and, like, some sort of warding something or other, too, okay. you know? Yeah. All right. So, Sam hangs up the phone and turns around to see that Dean is exactly where he left him, but completely still. Sam walks over and slaps Dean across the face. He says, hey, hey, Dean, come on, come back. Dean whispers, no. <laughs> Sam <laughs> says, come back to me. You there? Hey, Dean, you Okay. Dean says, yeah, if you consider drowning in your own sweat while your blood boils, okay. (laughs) Dean coughs weakly, and Sam stands up. He says, look, I can't stop doing this. Dean says, sure you can. You just stop. (laughs) There's no point in trying to bring your your brother back now. (laughs) Sam says, oh, I will bring him back. Dean says, in fact, your uh, guilt-ridden, weight-of-the-world bro has been MIA for quite some time now, but I'm loving the new model. Lean, mean Dean, Mm. Sam says. Right. Mm. Dean says, you notice I tried to get as far away from you as possible. Away from your whining, your complaining. I chose the king of hell over you. (laughs) Maybe I was just tired of babysitting you. Or always having to yank your lame ass out of the fire since... Dean laughs and then says, forever. Or maybe, maybe it was the fact that my mother would still be alive if it wasn't for you. That your very existence sucks the life out of my life. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Sam says, redundant, yep. okay. Sam says, this isn't my brother talking. 
Neptune says, you never had a brother. Just an excuse for not manning up. But guess what? I quit. Sam says, no. No, you don't. You don't get to quit. We don't get to quit in this family. This family is all we ever had. Dean says, well, then, we got nothing. Mm. Sam says, would you say that to Dad? Dean says, Dad? Well, there's a prize. I mean, right, though. (laughs) (laughs) There's a man who brainwashed into wasting our lives fighting his losing battle. Uh, Sam turns away from Dean and prepares the next syringe. Dean says, oh, ooh, is this you manning up? (laughs) Sam says, this is me yanking your lame ass out of the fire. (laughs) Take that, sucker! (laughs) Yep. Then sap, sap, god damn it, fuck, <laughs> I am struggling, okay, it's fine, fine. I'm not going to do better, okay, uh, Sam sticks the needle into Dean's arm and says, you're welcome, Sam walks out of the room, uh, well, Dean gets all human bloody, so we cut to hell, uh, a demon in chains is standing before the throne. Crowley says, you've coerced others into aligning with Abaddon. You've spread rumors and fostered doubt as uh, as to the competence and authority to the crown. Guilty of treason. The sentence is death. Another demon stabs the one in handcuffs, uh, who immediately dies. Crowley says, anyone else hungry to betray me? Next. Uh, So another demon. (laughs) So another demon is brought before Crowley. Crowley says, you're guilty of something which i won't tolerate whatever it was <laughs> you are condemned to suddenly another demon rushes in and steps between the prisoner and crowley the demon says stop stop crowley says stop <laughs> the demon says you cannot do this crowley says weren't you watching of course i can i just did <laughs> like um hello yeah <laughs> the demon says this is your idea of ruling crowley says yes The demon says, we've killed and tortured for you, stolen souls, destroyed lives, tempted and tormented with distinction. Also, you're a demon. That's what you are, like, wanting to do. That's your job, So, like, why are you, like, I had to do all these things for you. No, you probably wanted to do them. You're just pointed in a specific direction. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Uh, The demon says, and for all this, what's our reward? A slap in the face. Then he reaches into his pockets, lifting something in each hand. Uh, The other demons gathered around kind of step back. The demon says, you disappear, binge on blood, approach the edge of becoming human, and the salt in the wound? You run off with your boy toy, Dean Winchester, and now he's running amok, and you can't control him or the kingdom. (laughs) He's like, I'm jealous of Dean Winchester. That's That's what it is. The demon says, you've squandered our loyalty. Crowley says, what will you do? The demon says, not live in the hell you've made. (laughs) He opens the bottle in his hand and pours liquid over his clothes. A demon behind him says, that's holy oil. And the other demons try to get further away. The demon flicks a lighter. Uh, He holds the lighter to his chest, sets himself on fire. The other demons say, get back, (laughs) as the demon burns. Uh, And he dies. (laughs) Crowley says, did not see that coming. You're like, wait, huh. what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the point of that? <laughs> like, again, what? Yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to Cass and Hannah. They're at an old gas station. Cass is looking pretty bad. Mm. He says, uh, Hannah, you know this this road we're on? It's dangerous. <laughs> really, Cass? Like, you've been together like, for literally days. literally everything like, else. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> Hannah says... All right. Mm-hmm. Cass says, uh, we can't afford to lose our way. Hannah says, 
I know that. I'm sorry about the map. Cass says, no detours of any kind. Hannah says, Castiel, if these are metaphors and you're attempting another human communication, it isn't working. <laughs> Cass says, I'm just trying to say this mission is everything. Hannah says, I know that. Cass says, getting to Dean and hunting these rogues. I'm not at full capacity, so we need total focus. Hannah says, like a laser. Got it. Like, what? You know, yeah. like, Cass what is happening I know. Right now? Yeah. Cass says, just, I've been around humans for long enough to see how easily distractions occur. Hannah says, distractions. Cass says, emotions, feelings. They're dangerous temptations. Feelings. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah says, how very biblical, Castiel. Cass says, I don't mean to be unkind. Hannah says, you don't need to be kind. Cass says, I just, I'm trying to keep our priorities clear. Hannah says, not to worry then. I'm I've noticed you like me. Yeah. And I'm going to shut that shit down. Ever you, know? you saw my willy in the open robe. You've been acting very nice to me. And that's distracting. Okay. Hannah says, not to worry then. I'm very clear in my priorities and yours. Hannah goes inside the gas station. She looks around, noticing how quiet it is. She calls out, hello? Um, er, this doesn't make sense. Uh, there's an overturned coffee cup on the counter. She steps closer and sees a man behind the counter on the floor with his eyes burned out. Uh, outside, Cass finishes filling the gas tank and then goes inside, stopping just inside the door. Uh, Adina, the rogue angel, is standing there with her angel blade pressed against Hannah's throat. Adina says, hey there. Cass goes a step closer, and Adina brings the blade closer to Hannah's throat. Adina says, I've been tracking you for days. You will be punished for what you did. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. You know? uh, Cass says, Daniel's death. That was unintentional, Adina. I feel you know this. Adina says, unintentional? You killed him. Adina throws Hannah into a shelf Again, behind her. Again, not on purpose. Yeah, I know. You started it, bitch. Yeah, so she throws Hannah into a shelf behind her and goes for Cass. Uh, his angel blade pops out of his trench coat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Surprise. Hello. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, uh, Adina says, Seriously? <laughs> really? <laughs> Cass swings weakly at her. <laughs> Just imagine him swinging his junk around. <laughs> and, yeah. And she easily blocks it. <laughs> Good for you, girlfriend. Uh, Good okay. Uh, maybe a little lightheaded. Okay. All right. Um, she punches him and he falls onto a shelf and then turns around. Cass says, just kill me, but let her go. Hannah says, kill me now. I know. Hannah says, stop. Adina says, stop. Kill me. I mean, so many suggestions. I don't know what to do. I know. I will kill you, Castiel, but very, very slowly. So your, your honey bunch can watch. Sound good? <laughs> Adina kicks Cass through the glass door and then walks through it. Hannah gets to her feet and watches Adina punch Cass, who cannot get up from where he's lying on the ground. Uh, we cut back to the bunker. Sam goes to Dean's room and looks around. He walks over and finds a slice of pie. Okay, but how old is that slice of pie? Probably pretty old. Gross. 
Don't don't go near it. That's just gonna smell weird. That's <clears throat> okay. Uh, he flips over a page in a notepad and finds a bunch of pictures. Um, there's a picture of Dean and Mary, Mary and John, Sam, Dean, and Bobby, and two pictures of Sam and Dean together. Uh, Sam is like almost crying as he looks at these, and then he sighs and drops the pictures back where he found them. Leaves the room. We cut back to Cass, who's lying on the ground bleeding. He looks up to see Crowley standing in front of him. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Crowley says, hey, champ, look at you. Talk about roadkill. We cut back to the bunker. Sam walks back into the dungeon to find the chair Dean has been sitting in is empty. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, you should have expected that, probably. Mm-hmm. Where's your fucking nanny cam teddy bear? Come on. I know. <laughs> God. Okay. Of all the stuff that you have. I know. It, why is that not one of the things? Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to Hannah, who is very bloody. Uh, she yells as Adina draws her angel blade just under her neck. Adina says, Add a girl, Hannah. Suffer. <laughs> just like my Daniel suffered before you killed him. <laughs> Hannah says, Daniel's death isn't on my head. It's on yours. <laughs> Adina says, We did nothing. We wanted nothing but to be left alone. Hannah says, You killed an angel. You had to answer for it. Adina says, an angel would have hauled us back to that heaven of yours. Adina pulls Hannah's head back and puts the blade right under her chin. Adina says, you should have left us alone. Crowley says, and that will do. Adina stands up and walks toward Crowley. He pulls out an angel blade and slices it across her throat before she can say anything. Uh, Her grace leaks out through the cut and Crowley catches it in a vial. And then he stabs Adina in the heart. Crowley says, why can't you people just sit on clouds and play on harps like you're supposed to? (laughs) Why do I have to clean up your messes? (laughs) I know. Uh, Crowley lets Adina's body fall to the ground and then puts a top on his vial and walks outside. We cut back to the bunker. Sam has his back to a wall and a knife in his hand. He hears a door open, so he makes his way down the hall. Adina's walking through the bunker, opening doors and looking for Sam. Sam opens up a drawer and grabs a set of keys. Dean is in the kitchen and grabs a hammer. Just a regular kitchen hammer. Like, what? <laughs> okay. It's an interesting choice. Sure. So Dean calls out, come on, Sammy. Don't you want to hang out with your big brother? Spend a little quality time? Uh, we come back to the gas station. Crowley holds the grace file near Cass's mouth, but Cass leans away and lifts a hand to push Crowley away. Crowley says, don't be an idiot. Yes, it's hers. But she was killing your girlfriend. Your hands are clean. As much as it pains me to say this, you're useless to me dead. Uh, So the grace goes into Cass's mouth and lights up his body. Hannah comes to the door just in time to see Cass stand up with all his injuries healed. Crowley says, you owe me. Callie? Fuck. (laughs) Cass (laughs) says, why did you help me? Crowley says, purely business. Since you're five miles away from the Winchester's clubhouse, I can only surmise that you're headed there. As Dean has become a handful. No, that's what he says. And that Dean has become a handful. <laughs> Having him as a demon has caused me nothing but grief. Fix the problem. Cass, Fix that. Yeah. <clears throat> Cass says, you realize, worst come to worst, that means killing him. Crowley says, I'm not sentimental. So we cut to the bunker. Sam uses the keys to unlock the door to the control room. Dean comes walking down a hallway. He kicks the door in, which is the door to his bedroom. Sam flips a switch, and the lights suddenly shut off, leaving red lights flashing, and an alarm begins to go off. Dean yells, smart, Sam, locking the place down. Doors won't open. I get it, but here's the thing. I don't want to leave. 
Not till I find you. Dean hears a sound in the distance and goes walking down the hall. He calls out, Sammy, you're just making this worse for yourself, man. Oh, by the way, you can uh, blame yourself for getting me loose. All that blood you pumped into me to make me human? Well, the less demon I was, the less the cuff works. The less the cuffs worked. (laughs) And that devil's trap, well, I just walked right across it. It smarted, but still. We see Dean open some drawers. uh, The drawer that Sam was all up in. (laughs) He sees that the keys are missing. He walks off in the direction that Sam went. The keys have run off. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, pirates. (laughs) Inside the control room, Dean flips a switch, which turns the power back on. Dean says, yeah, that's more like it. Sam rushes over and pulls the door shut, locking Dean inside. You would think that he would have, like, locked the cage part of things that he had to walk into, not just, like, the door to the room. Yeah, I agree. Like, a wooden door. Put him in a metal freaking cage! I know, know? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Sam throws the keys on the ground uh, and then waits with a knife in his hand. Why'd you throw the keys on the ground? Doesn't he still only have one hand, though? True, but, like, you have pockets. Yeah, that's fair. You have probably have, like, 1,500 pockets. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dean says, that's your big move. Sam says, listen to me, Dean. We were getting close, okay? I know you're still in there somewhere. Just let me finish the treatments. But there's no answer from inside the room. Sam says, Dean? Sorry, I burped. That's why that was a long pause. No, now I gotta good. do it again. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Ugh, okay. Uh, Sam jumps back as Dean starts to hit the door with a hammer. Uh, he makes a hole and then continues to hammer all the way through. Dean says, "You act like I want to be cured. Personally, I like the disease." Sam says, "Dean, stop that. Look, I don't want to use this blade on you." Dean says, "That sucks for you, doesn't it? Cause you really mean that." <laughs> Sam says, "Look, if you come out of that room, I won't have a choice." Dean says, sure you will, and I know which one you'll make. Isn't that right, Sammy? But see, here's the thing. I'm lucky. Oh, hell, I'm blessed, because there's just enough demon left in me. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. Yeah. (laughs) I read that wrong. Because there's just enough demon left in me. That killing you? That doesn't sound right. Okay. Ain't no choice at all. Uh, Dean breaks down the door, and Sam goes running down the hall. Uh, Dean walks after him. He says, Sammy? Come on, Sammy. Let's have a beer. Talk about it. I'm tired of playing. Let's finish this game. Uh, Sam is, like, heavy breathing <laughs> with his back up against a wall. He peeks down a hall, but it's empty. He turns around and ducks just in time as Dean swings the hammer at his head. Uh, but instead... And, like, embeds the stupid thing in yeah, the wall. Like, that yeah. would have gone straight through his gourd. That's right. <laughs> uh, Sam pushes his knife against Dean's throat, and Dean smiles. He says, well, look at you. Do it. It's all you. Uh, but Sam lets the knife fall, and Dean smiles, and his eyes go demon black. Suddenly, Cass's arms are holding him still and pinning his own his own arms in place. Cass says, it's over. And his eyes glow with, like, angel power or whatever. <laughs> whatever the blue, the special blue angel light. <laughs> angel grace. Yeah. Cass says, Dean, it's over. Dean yells in frustration, and Cass holds him still. And, like, does weird, like, animal roary things He again. does, yes. Cass says, it's over. So we cut to the dungeon. Dean is strapped strapped to the chair, and Sam pulls a needle out of his arm. There are needle marks all over Dean's arm, close by the mark of Cain. Dean is kind of slumped over. Sam says, what the hell are we doing to him, Cass? I mean, after I gave him all that blood, he still said he didn't want to be cured, that he didn't want to be human. Cass says, well, I see his point. You know, only humans can feel real joy, but also such profound pain. This is easier. Then Dean wakes up, and his eyes are black. 
The black fades away, and Sam unscrews his flask of holy water. Dean looks around while Cass and Sam watch him. Dean says, you look worried, fellas. Sam splashes holy water on Dean's face, but nothing happens. Sam smiles and says, welcome back, Dean. <laughs> so we cut to Cass looking at the book of demonic possession. He picks up the practitioner's guide to exorcism and flips through it. Sam walks in the room and says, hey. Cass says, how's he doing? How's he doing? How's he doing? <laughs> How'd he do it, he did? Damn it. <laughs> Uh, I am almost done, I swear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, he's uh, he's still a little out of it, but better, I think. I mean, I think this whole thing, the blood cure and the all of it, really wrecked him, you know? Cass says, yeah. Sam says, on the plus side, he's hungry again, so I'm just going to go pick him up a big old bag of crap food and stuff it in his face myself. <laughs> you mind keeping an eye? Cass says, yeah. Sam. Sam says, Yeah. Cass says, you realize one problem is solved, but one still remains. Dean is no longer a demon, that's true. But the mark of Cain, that he still has. And sooner or later, that's going to be an issue. Sam says, you know what, Cass? I'm beat, man. One battle at a time, you know? So I'm just going to go grab my brother some cholesterol. <laughs> and then I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> Party! <laughs> yep. So we cut to Dean in his bedroom. He's looking through his pictures. Someone knocks on the door. Dean says, yeah. Cass opens it and says, you look terrible. <laughs> Dean laughs and says, you know, it wouldn't kill you to lie every now and again. <laughs> Why are you mean to me? <laughs> yeah. Cass says, no, it wouldn't kill me. <laughs> I just, you, Dean says, forget it. Well, you, on the other hand, you looking good. So, are you back? Cass says, at least temporarily. It's a long story. Crowley, stolen grace. There's a female outside in the car. <laughs> Dean stares at him Like what? And Cass shakes his head He says, another time Dean says, well, thank you for uh, stepping in when you did Cass nods Dean says, what did Sam say? Does he want a divorce? Cass says, I'm sure Sam knows that whatever you said or what you did It wasn't really you It certainly wasn't all you Dean says, I tried to kill him, Cass Cass says, Dean, you two have been through so much Look, you're brothers. It'd take a lot more than trying to kill Sam with a hammer to make him want to walk away. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's not true. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, You realize how screwed up our lives are, that that even makes sense. <laughs> Cass laughs. Dean says, I'm glad you're here, man. Cass starts to leave and then turns back and says, Hey, maybe you should um, take some time before you get back to work. Allow yourself to heal. It's a. Uh, I don't know. The timing might be right. Heaven and hell, they seem reasonably back in order. It's quiet out there. So we cut to Tulsa, Oklahoma. We hear some classical music. Uh, a redhead woman sits in front of a fire reading a book. Something drips onto her arm. It's blood. We see that two men are pinned to the ceiling above her, dead and bleeding. And <laughs> dripping right on her. Yeah. Okay, like, I, you know, they they kind of make you assume that she's the one that put them up there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, why would you sit directly underneath them, wouldn't you? Or why would you put them directly over you? Like, maybe she likes the little blood change drizzle. Change locations, yeah. <laughs> maybe she likes it. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I know. She swipes at the blood on her arm and then smiles. And credits. <laughs> uh, okay, so I 
you know, without spoilers, the redhead. Um, <laughs> I was very excited when she was in the credits in this episode because I honestly, like, couldn't remember when she showed up. And, yeah. like, I didn't remember what season. I, like, nothing. I remembered yeah. nothing about the whole situation. So I was like, ah! Yeah. And, yeah, so, and I was, like, literally waiting the whole episode and, like, waiting, like, okay, when's, when's she gonna show up? When's she gonna show up? When's she gonna show up? And then I was like, oh, the very end, okay, you know? I know, I was excited to see her, and then really annoyed, because, like, I've seen the next couple episodes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the next three episodes, and she's not in it. So, maybe it's next two episodes. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Okay. I mean... Happy to see her, but, yeah. like, don't drop it for two episodes. Yeah, like, it's kind of a weird... Because you just kind of forget about it by that time. Yeah. Because you have, like, the 200th episode coming up before that, mm-hmm. which is kind of a big distracting episode, Yeah, you know? It's one of those very meta, weird, surreal episodes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That takes, like, all your brain. So, yeah. like, it's just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was just... It was it was happy to see her though. Yeah, yeah, I was happy to see her, and I saw like her name in the in the credits, and mm-hmm. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was so, cool. Anyways, but um, yeah. Other than that, like that is like the biggest version of cops and robbers that anybody can play in that bunker with Sam and Dean. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they're like hunting, because it happens, you know, at least one more time that I can think of where they're like hunting something or each other or whatever, but they're yeah, like, yeah. you know, creeping mm-hmm. around the bunker hallways. It's yeah. really cool visual. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, those are always kind of fun. But yeah, those are really the only, like, <laughs> thoughts that I have from this one. But um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Um, I I, uh, I really like that bunker hunting scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also um, like that moment we just had where, um, what did Cass say? Hold on, let me find it. He says, uh, it'd take a lot more than trying to kill Sam with a hammer to make him want to walk away. And that's just kind of like the essence of them, isn't it? Yeah. Because they both get all like, you know, altered state of whatever and like murdery and try and like distance themselves. And in the end, like, okay, I guess I'll kill you. Yeah. And then the the other one like fixes the situation and they're like, sorry. Yeah. It's fine. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Um, mine was when Crowley was in hell and bored out of a skull and, like, basically just, like, going through the motions. He's like, you're guilty of something, which I won't tolerate. Yeah. Whatever it was, you right. know? Like, yeah, that was like, pretty okay. funny. <laughs> He's so bored with his life, you know? He really, like... And kind of passive-aggressive. Yeah. Is... He really loved his, like rendezvous situation that he had with Dean, where he's like, yeah. we're just gonna go and play, and I'm gonna be with my bestie, and <laughs> We're like, gonna have a montage. Yeah. Now I, albums. And now <laughs> that I had that, like, amazing experience, my my whole existence feels mundane without it, I you know? know? Like, I don't know what to do. I can't yeah. go back to this. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um... <laughs> So, our interesting facts from this episode, um, oh, no, my page has to reload. There we go. Um, so it says, uh, Jared Padalecki joked on Twitter that during the scene where Sam slaps Dean's face to wake him up, Jared purposely messed the scene up to be able to slap the director, who is Jensen, um, Mm -hmm. in the face over and over. (laughs) That's hilarious. Jensen backed him up, saying it took a few takes to figure out what Jared was doing. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, um, in the scenes in Hell's Throne Room, uh, the young demon on Crowley's right handling documents was played by Mark Shepard's real-life son, Max. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um. I read that somewhere, so I was kind of looking for it. Yeah. 
Um, it says, uh, this is Jensen Ackles' fourth time directing an episode of Suture, Suture Natural. <laughs> Suture Natural? Suture Natural. <laughs> we make stitches. Oh, God. Stitches. Yeah. Snitches? <laughs> 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 episode of Supernatural. Supernatural. Wait, Supernatural. Supernatural. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, where am I? Okay. Um, it says the name of the gas station Castiel and Hannah stop at is called Lil Levi's. Um, this is a shout out to Jensen Ackles' nephew. Oh, that's cute. Um, it says, though this is the third episode in the season, it was filmed first to allow Jensen Ackles to do the prep for directing the episode without the added stress of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to do the prep over the summer and then get the episode out of the way so he could focus on acting. That's cool. Um, uh, it says, in a scene where Castiel and Hannah are stopped on a back road reading the map, the derelict drive-in is seen in the background. Um, that was entirely the creation of the VFX department. Um, the scene was shot on a country road with a green screen background and the drive-in was put in later. I did not notice a drive-in. Neither did I. I. No <laughs> idea. Like, I know when they were looking at the map. I remember like, them being in, like, a fieldy area, but, like, that's all I remember. Yeah, I don't remember anything in the background. That's weird. Yeah, okay. neither do I. But I also wasn't really, like, paying what, attention What's either, in the so. background? Is that an yeah. old drive-in? Yeah, yeah like, no. no. It was no. probably just like, oh, something's there. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um... Uh, so it says the photos of themselves, this is weird, the photos that Sam finds in Dean's room of themselves are stills taken on set during the filming of previous, or previous seasons, or Mm -hmm. episodes, I guess that works too. Mm -hmm. Um, it says in the scene where Crowley first appears in his chambers, he is wearing what appear to be a fair, a pair of Fluvog shoes, um, which bear the iconic angel soles, uh, visible at 1226. Um, just after the camera passes the column. Um, okay, I did not. Yeah. I had no idea what no you idea. Just said, but okay. Yeah, at 12 minutes and 26 seconds, I'm guessing, of the... Of the episode, episode yeah. Episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, these souls are distinctive and include the following engraving... Or, following engraved on the bottoms of the souls. Um, resists alkali, water, acid, fatigue, and Satan. <laughs> huh. That's um, kind of cool. I had not heard of those shoes. Nope. Um, it says, in this episode, Sam tells Dean that he got his blood type, which is shown to be type O. Um, it says, the brother and niece of Daniil Ackles, uh, which is Jensen Ackles' wife, um, Gino and Valerie, um, uh, have an uncredited appearance as unnamed demons. That's cool. Um... Uh, it says the episode's title is the final track on the Rolling Stones double album, Exile on Main Street. Um, the album's title was also used as an episode's title in Supernatural, um, Exile on Main Street from 2010. Mm-hmm. So that would have been like, what, season five? I think so, or four. But yeah, I Something don't remember. Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it says uh, Russell Roberts, who plays the demon Guthrie, um, previously appeared in the episode of Supernatural of Grave Importance from 2012 as Quentin. Okay. Which, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it says, this episode marks the very first appearance on the show of Ruth Connell, though at this point we have no idea who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, uh, the scene where Demon Dean hacks down the door in the bunker to get at Sam is an homage to the famous Here's Johnny scene in The Shining mm-hmm. um, from 1980. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it says, in the bunker when Dean is hunting down Sam, he wields a hammer. The hammer was originally supposed to be an axe. Um, and then it says, then a hammer. But I wonder why it changed. I, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Um, either that or somebody thought that because it was like, you know going like kind of mimicking the shining that it was supposed to be an axe or like mm-hmm. i don't know whatever yeah. maybe it wasn't actually supposed to be an axe but yeah. that's fine um um so it says uh while sam is administering the blood cure and when castiel captures demon dean um he growls grunts and in some cases roars just as he did in the previous episode when sam captures him um which I don't remember, but okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It says, uh, while the sounds are, of course, human, if you listen carefully, you can hear actual animalistic growls, panting and roaring layered into Jensen's human sounds. And this adds a subtle and canny level of dimension to Demon Dean, as he isn't a human that is possessed by a demon, but rather Dean's soul has been twisted and corrupted. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Cool. Um, So our research from this week is in Massachusetts, um, come on. Oh, sorry. Um, it's doing weird things. And this is off of the travelchannel.com. Cool. Um, and it's, uh, Hewton, I'm guessing. Uh, Hewton Mansion's, uh, haunted history. Wait, where are we? Massachusetts. Okay, you said that. I just forgot. <laughs> um, uh, it's a Masonic temple in North Adams, Massachusetts. Okay. Um,. So it says, nestled in the heart of the Berkshire Mount, Berkshire, Berkshire? Sure. We'll go with it. Mostly because I like the Shire, so whatever. I've been watching Lord of the Rings lately. It's great. Oh, yeah. Anyways. That's cool. Um, <laughs> um, so, nestled in the heart of the Berkshire Mountains is one of New England's most mysterious and haunted buildings, the Hewton Mansion. Um, built by the first mayor of North Adams in 1890, the structure at 172 Church Street is now home to a Masonic temple though the secret society isn't the only resident. Um, the building allegedly holds the ghosts of a suicide victim, A.C. or I'm, I'm going with they meant the, of the suicide victim, A.C. Hewton himself, um, and the spirit of his daughter, Mary, who died in a tragic car accident August 1st, 1914. Hmm. Um, it says, Albert Charles Hewton was born in 1844 in nearby Vermont, but made his fortune as uh, president of Arnold Print Works, Uh, the largest employer in North Adams. The building, still intact, now holds the Museum of Contemporary Art. Hmm. In 1905, when his health began to fail, Hewton resolved to cut back, but at 61 years of age, he still made his business affairs his top priority. It was during this difficult time that his daughter, Mary, announced she would never marry. She would instead devote her life to caring for her father. Hmm. Um, It says, in the spring of 1914... Hewton purchased his first car, a Pierce Arrow seven-passenger touring vehicle. Um, He figured the rides in the country would be relaxing. On August 1st, Hewton asked his newly trained driver, loyal servant John Witters, um, to bring the Pierce Arrow around for a trip to Vermont. In the car that day was A.C., his daughter Mary, and family friends Dr. and Mrs. Robert Hutton of New York with their daughter Sybil. Every time I hear the name Sybil, I always think of Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, it says, about 30 minutes later, the Pierce Arrow was in Pono, Vermont. We'll go with it. Um, climbing a street now called Oak Hill Road. Um, a team of men and horses were parked on the right-hand side of the road, working on repairing the surface. 
Witters pulled Hewton's car over to the left in an attempt to drive around the construction crew. The car's tires hit a soft dirt shoulder, which sent the vehicle tumbling down a steep embankment. All but Mary Hewton were thrown from the car. Mrs. Hutton was killed instantly when the Pierce arrow rolled on top of her. Mm. Mary, though, suffered serious injuries and died a few hours later at North Adams Hospital. Mm. Um, the Hewton's trusted servants couldn't forgive himself for the deaths. Early in the morning of August 2nd, uh, Witters went down to the basement and shot himself, taking his own life. Uh, A.C. Hewton suffered no serious physical injuries during the accident, but the tragic events broke his heart. He died ten days after the crash that took his daughter's life. Um, it says the mansion remained with, well, that they know of back in that day. Did they know about internal bleeding? Just because he wasn't missing limbs or like clearly bleeding out does not mean he didn't have internal injuries. Right. <sighs> but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it says the mansion remained with the Hewton family until 1926 when AC's daughter Florence and her husband sold the building to the Freemasons. The Masons, shrouded in mystery, hold their meetings and rituals within a temple they built attached to the mansion. Um, and some of the old hallways are enigmatic yet frightening symbols of their past, a bed of nails, and an electric chair covered in dust. Wow. Um, it says many of the Masons at the Hutton Mansion have witnessed supernatural occurrences. Some have speculated that A.C. Hutton never left his favorite home, and the spirit of his daughter Mary is still staying true to her word of caring for her father forever. There are theories that, su that suggest altering a building can stir up paranormal activity. Um, because of the home's size and age, the building is in a perpetual state of remodeling and upkeep as volunteers work to preserve the historic home. Since the Masons built their temple, the building has never been at rest. And neither have the spirits who still roam the rooms, halls, and basement. Um, it says, a Mason at the lodge for 28 years has never seen anything, but he's definitely heard a few unexplained things. His most profound experience occurred on the second floor in the records room. Um, he and his wife were the only two people in the building at the time. As he was looking through some old records, he and his wife heard what sounded like the rustling of papers somewhere else in the room. Mm -hmm. Then the rustling noise grew louder, and both he and his wife ran out of the building. Um, on the other occasion, the mason heard the side door slam on its own when no one was there. Creepy. Um... It says, another paranormal witness is a mason that has been going to the Hutton Mansion Lodge for the last 20 years. Um, he heard a lot of other, or a lot of the stories, but remained a skeptic until recently. <laughs> um, he and another man were in the lodge on a night when two uh, feet of snow had fallen. They heard the distinct sound of the side door open and then shut, then heard someone stomping their feet like they were getting the snow off their boots. Um, then they heard heavy, he er, heard heavy footfalls come down the hall, but no one came around the corner. They called out, went to look, and no one was there. They checked the side door and noticed that there were no tire marks in the driveway and the wind had driven the snow up on the steps. There were no footprints in the snow. The mason looked all around the building and knew there was no living person who made those noises. He became a believer that night. <laughs> that would fuck me up. Yeah, I'd be like, um, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, I do not like that. I am not okay. Nikki. Yeah, yuck. Um, so what was your idiot or ass that moment from this week? Okay, so, uh, a couple weekends ago, I don't know, a month ago, I don't remember, I don't remember time, um, <laughs> Eric and I went to Cannon Beach for the weekend, and we dropped Killian off at my dad's, and, um, so normally when Eric and I go anywhere for any amount of time, you know, anything that involves spending the night somewhere not home, mm -hmm. like, I make 
lists and lists and lists of everything mm-hmm. to pack. Otherwise, I forget something because mm-hmm. that's just, I'm, I, you know, we need a lot of stuff, <laughs> really, you yeah. know, and, uh, and yeah, I will always forget something. So <laughs> at this point, I did not make a list. I don't know what happened, but I was like, you know what? I could do this. <laughs> I like, don't need I a did, list. I did not feel the need to make a list, and I was very comfortable with everything that I packed for everybody, you know, Eric yeah. and Killian. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do all the clothes packing for both of them usually. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I'll be like, Eric, you need this amount of this and this amount of mm-hmm. this. Like, you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Sometimes yeah. that happens, and that's fine, too. Because, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, otherwise he'll pack, like, one shirt for two days. And I'm like, dude, like, what if you get food on it? What or if you like, sleep in it and get all sweaty? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess that's just a boy thing, but okay. Yeah. So, um, so uh, now, when it comes to medications... Um, I pack all of mine and all of Killian's, mm-hmm. um, even just like the, you know, Tylenol, Benadryl, mm-hmm. you know, that stuff, yeah. um, that you might need. And then, um, Eric has always, always, always packed his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is, yes, we have a lot of medication that we've taken over, you know, the last couple of years or whatever, short mm-hmm. amount of time where it's not expired yet. Yeah. Um, but you know, some stuff has worked or not, and then mm-hmm. we'll try a different one. We mm-hmm. still have the old one, whatever. You yeah. Know, it's just in our medicine box. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I don't really know what Eric is currently taking or not taking of all the yeah. stuff there. Uh-huh. And that's the reason that he does it. Otherwise yeah. I would just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and should I have that list? Yes. I, I think I have an older list, but yeah, like, you know, you it have changes. to constantly yeah. be updating right, it though. Right. Right. And I know. just wasn't sure if I knew the current stuff. So, yeah. which, so every time that we do this, Eric packs his own stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that's what happens. Yeah. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so we go to Cannon Beach. Everything's good. That evening, you know, Eric takes some medications in the evening and mm-hmm. some in the morning and some he has to, like, take and then wait an hour to eat and then take more. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the whole thing, right? Yay, yeah. being a grown-up. It's stupid. <laughs> so, um, okay, so it's, like, nighttime. He's going to take his night medications. He's looking through our medication bag. And um, he's like, where's my where's my meds? I was like, oh, well, everything is in that bag. And he's like, I don't, I don't see my medication for, like, morning or night. And I was like, well, did you pack it? He's mm-hmm. like you were going to pack it. I was like, no, like, I, never, I, know? I yeah. never pack it. He's like, you always pack it. I'm like, like I've no. never done it once. I've never yeah. done it. I like, <laughs> and he, I was like, you went through the medication this morning. I saw you. And he was like, I was just getting like Tylenol and stuff. It's like, okay, but why wouldn't you grab the stuff that you know you need while you're in there? Yeah. You know? I was like, and he's like, and then you said you already got the medication. I was like, yeah, the Tylenol and, like, the, and the stuff. Like, I didn't get your, you know, yeah. you, you always pack that. And he's like, I never have. You it's always like, do that. And then I felt like, dear God, I'm going crazy. Like, like, no, literally, you've done it yeah. every time. I just, it's so weird that we have these completely separate memories of every time we've ever spent the night anywhere. But we do. So, okay. You know, and I was like, well, fuck. Like, what are you going to do? Because, like. You know, some medications you cannot just stop. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You have to, like, wean off of or whatever. I was like, yeah. he's like, well, you know, so we're looking up his medications. Like, can you just stop them? Mm-hmm. Some of them, no. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, you know, the night medication, like, I've, you know, accidentally skipped that before and been fine as long as mm-hmm. I take it the next day. He's yeah. like, so, you know, we did some Googling. There was a nearby, you know, Walgreens. I yeah. mean, it was, like, half an hour away. But still, I mean, close yeah. 
He's like, okay, so, yeah, he's like, we'll just go there in the morning and have them, you know, fill all of them for just a couple days worth. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I just felt awful, you know, like, what if he started feeling bad because he didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ugh, so. And then, you know, we had to get up early because we had a massage scheduled later in that day Mm -hmm. to, like, fit that hour of driving with, like, at least half an hour of, like, here's all the meds I need you to, like, give me three days worth of. Yeah. wait for that to go through with, like, insurance and everything, you know? yeah. it's not just time. like, hey, can I have three pills? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was like a two-hour at least excursion, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt really bad. I felt like a big dumbass. Like, how could we keep like, like he thought he was like, hey, did you get my meds? And I was like, yeah, but I felt like the Tylenol, you know? What yeah, I mean? like, like the stuff that I've literally always done. Yeah, it I'm was not, just, yeah. Yeah, just a big miscommunication, and I just feel really stupid. I guess if I had written myself out a list, I probably. I mean, yeah, I would have written, like, Eric's meds and then asked him about it as I was crossing things off, you know? Yeah, like, did you pack these? Yeah, so I just... That's not... I mean, if he's literally been the one to always do it, like, that's not... The thing is, that's not his memory. Yeah. That's my memory. Yeah. Of every time ever. Yeah. But he has a different memory of it, which is super weird. So now I'm just it's like, twilight zone. and now I'm like, what is life? Like, I, I have no idea. Like, like what's actually like, it's probably, well, it's like, okay, did I like the last time pack it? And you think that it's happened every time before that too? Like, yeah, you know, like I don't, what's I don't, think, going I don't on, even think know? that happened though. So it's yeah. just really, I'm just confused. Like who, whose wife? Like what? Like, okay. So anyways, I am, I'm sure that I was the idiot there, but you know, maybe maybe we were both idiots. I'm sorry, Eric. I love you. Even, it happens. Even if something idiotic happens. So, anyway, yeah, I just it was it was an extra hassle, and I just felt really bad about it. And yeah. Well, so. I mean, it was a, it, it a pain, out, yeah. but it was fine. Yeah, you know? it, it did turn out fine. Luckily, yeah. there was a Walgreens near us, but. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it was just, you know, we're supposed to be on this, like, romantic weekend. and like in Walgreens. Yeah, I know, yeah. It was, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're here now. Yay. Might as well get some more vitamins. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So, anyway, what was your agent or asthma moment? Ugh, okay, so mine was we were at my friend's wedding, right, which mm-hmm. I was in her wedding, and, like, you know, so... Part of the reason why I feel bad for this is because I was, like, in the wedding and I felt like I needed to, like, be there the whole time, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes but, sense, like, yeah. So, you know, we get through, you know, the ceremony and the cocktail hour and all the, you know, the dinner and the toasts and all these different things. And then finally, like, I mean, I shouldn't say finally, but then, like, all of, like, the partying starts happening. Sure, right? yeah. So, like, the dancing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, like, there's literally an hour left of the wedding and Travis's brother calls or texts or something and tells him that like he got home and he couldn't find Hunter but that he found that him somehow he'd got shut shut into our bedroom which he's never done before Hmm. but somehow he got locked in the bedroom and like I don't know if he was nervous or like just had to poop and hadn't done it before I don't know but like pooped in our bedroom. Yeah. And walked through it. Oh. And spread it everywhere. Gross. You know? And so, not only was our bedroom covered in dog shit, <laughs> oh. but, like, I kind of felt bad for his brother having to be the one cleaning it up, sure, right? yeah. Okay, so fine. 
So he, like, gets that all taken care of and whatever. And then he goes to, like, sit down in the living room. And Hunter starts vomiting (laughs) profusely in the the living room. Which, okay, like... Was it because he was, like, still worked up from being trapped for who knows how long? Mm-hmm. Like, was he just not feeling good? Because, like, normally he will not poop in the house yeah. or, you know, whatever. You know, like, he's he, he normally wouldn't do that. It's not like he just, like, oh, well, you left me inside for too long and I'm going to poop here. You know, yeah. like, whatever. And so, <laughs> and his brother, both Travis and his brother cannot handle smelly things. Okay. <laughs> like, they can't handle, like the dog poop and vomit and cat vomit and cat box, like, those sorts of things. Like, they just can't do it. Okay. And, like, they know this. <laughs> they, they, they've said it themselves, you yeah. know? And, like, so his brother's, like, dry heaving the whole time, trying to, like, clean up the dog vomit and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, the ho- he's like, I don't know what's going on with it. And he, like, called Travis. He's like, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's puked and it smells in here. And he's, like, doing what? You know, <laughs> he's trying to, like, describe the whole situation, yeah. you know. And so, like, because Hunter's, like, throwing up and, like, pooping and all that sort of, like, who knows when he pooped. Like, how who knows how long the time was from the time that he pooped to, like, the time that he threw up. Yeah. But, like... Travis is like, we need to go. And I was like, okay, but, like, there's an hour left of this wedding, and this is the fun part, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Also, it takes, like, an hour and a half to get home from where we were. So, mm-hmm. like, at that point, if, like, if he's that sick, us waiting an hour and a half to get there to do anything about it, like, mm-hmm. if he needs to go to the vet, like, your brother needs to take him, that's, you know, and we can right, meet yeah. him there later, but, like, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyways, so it was just kind of one of those, like, weird, like, not sure what's going on, and so we had, like, we, like, I had to, like, tell my friend, I'm like, I'm sorry, I gotta go, like, the dog's sick, and she's, like, she's totally fine with it, because, yeah. I mean, she's, like, a animal person, you know, and mm-hmm. so she's like, go take care of it, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, yeah. like, like. I mean, and I you were there for the important stuff, you know Yeah, I, mean? I just like, felt bad, though, and also, yeah. I was, you know. I I don't know. It was kind of like I felt bad for, like, leaving, but also I felt bad for being kind of, like, put out about having to leave, and, like, it was just, it was a whole thing. But anyways, so there was a lot of just, like, weird (laughs) that happened. Like, how did he get himself caught in there? Like, stupid, did you, like, go and shut the door on yourself? He's never done that before. The only thing I can figure was that if, you know, like, our, the door opens up, you Does know, it open like a in weird, or it opens out? In okay, so he could have like gone a weird and hallway, it but usually it's like open most of the way. So he would have had to like go into like our closet maybe, and had like the door like wasn't open enough for him to like get back out the other direction. Hmm. So he like opened it to shut it, but like you have to like push it to latch it. So he would have had to literally like shove the door shut. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. He could have walked around it. And yeah, then, oh, he's very good at opening doors. Okay. <laughs> if they're, like, even a crack, he'll, like, get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the whole thing was just weird. So, like, that was weird. The fact that he was pooping in the house was weird. The fact that he was puking was not exactly weird because he gorges himself on rabbit shit in the backyard. Oh, God. And so the fact that he had an upset stomach was not yeah. weird. Ew. No, no, you're pooping, or you're puking out poop. Like, that. Oh, yeah. And Ugh. it was awful. And so, like, we got home, and the house smelled 
so bad. Like, Ugh. so bad. And it was just like, huh, you know, <laughs> and we're like, you know, like, I had brought these clothes to, like, change into to, like, drive home and everything, but I was like, okay, now we don't have time. I'm trying to, like, sh- throw all my shit in the bags that I have, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, get it out and, like find everybody and, like, say goodbye and do all that sort of stuff. And, like, I didn't have time to change. So I, like, walk home still with, like, my bridesmaid's dress on. And I'm, like, I just, like, walk into this cloud and I go, somehow this doesn't fit. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, ah. Oh. But, yeah, it was just a whole, like, I felt like an asshole for, like, kind of being, like, why are we leaving? And then I also see, yeah. at the same time, like, dude, what are you doing? How'd you get yourself stuck in a bedroom? Yeah. And, like, why are you throwing up? Oh, because you're stupid and keep eating rabbit shit, probably, you know? Yeah. And, like, I felt bad for his brother because he's yeah. having to, like, clean up all this. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It was literally a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So was he okay after that, after you guys got home? He was fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, by the time we got home, he was just like, haha, sorry about that, but, like, also, yeah. don't breathe through your nose. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I did that, you know. Oh, that's gross. But, I'm yeah. glad he's okay, but yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's no, he was grody. fine. Like, that's the thing, is, like, he puked, he got it all out of his system, and then by the time we got home an hour and a half later, he was just kind of like, sorry, it stinks, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah so oh, that is gross. That was the whole thing. Ugh. But, Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that is obviously I love animals and I wish I could have all the pets, but I know with like my, my animal problem, like yeah. there's no way we can afford to like take an animal or animals to the vet, like as often as I'm going to think they need to go. That's you what know? pet insurance is for though. That's true. But still like, it would just be too much anxiety about yeah. that all the time. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I feel like most of the time, I mean like, okay, we've got two horses, two dogs and a cat here. Mm-hmm. The amount of times that we actually need the vet for all of them or any of them, is, like, usually their yearly stuff. Yeah. Like, they I don't, don't know. you know, like, there's... Yeah, I mean, I even, know. like, yeah. even when Killian, like, couldn't talk, you know, when he was a little kid, like, a little mm-hmm. baby, like, to tell me, like, this hurts or whatever, like, mm-hmm. because he couldn't tell me, Yeah, I took him to the pediatrician so many times. Yeah. I was like, this thing is happening! What?! <laughs> Is this okay? Is he dying? Like, what? So, yeah, I mean, even yeah. that, like, it would be the same with an animal, yeah. you know? Yeah. I know that. Like, that's just, that's just how I am. And so At that least... wouldn't be, it would be expensive. Also, yeah. too much anxiety. I don't want to feel that way yeah. that often. You know what I mean? At least the good thing about animals, though, too, like, on that side of things is that, like, they won't show you that there's something wrong with them until there's really something wrong with them, yeah. you know? So, like, if they feel kind of, ugh, they're not just going to be, like... I feel awful and being dramatic about it because that's a weakness in the wild. And so, like, if they've got a little cold or something or they got a little snivelly, you know, like, or whatever, like, they're going to not, like, act like Mm -hmm. anything is the matter, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I just mean, I just mean that I would be that way. Yeah. It would just be, it would just be too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so. But if you don't know there's anything wrong, there's nothing to be anxious about. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And Killian would really love an animal. Or yeah. five. But, like, <laughs> but Eric is so allergic that, yeah. that just there's yeah. no there's no way. Anyway, so <laughs> just take so, him yeah, over here that's and he what can, I do. you know, yeah. torture the animals. And right. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I wish I wish I could or he could have a pet because he, he loves cats and dogs so much, you know. What but, about like a fish or something? No. <laughs> no, not even that. Nope. Yeah. I Killian brought that up. He's like, what about this? What about this? He's like, what about fish? I was like, dad's allergic. 
<laughs> I told him later. Kind of stink. Yeah. Well, that's true. I yeah. I told Killian so a while later. I was like, yeah, I have to tell you something. <laughs> it's like Dad's not really allergic to anything without fur, and Killian goes, Mom, I know. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, he's like. I know. I wonder feathers. I wonder if he'd have a thing with, like, a problem with birds. Obviously, yeah. like, okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't have anything against birds, but, like, I could never own a bird. Because the amount of just, like, squawking and, mm-hmm. like, all that sort of stuff that would be, like, happening a lot of the times would be yeah. obnoxious for me. Like, while I think birds are kind of pretty and, like, cool, mm-hmm. when they're outside and doing their squawking, that's fine. But, like, when they're inside and doing squawking, I would be like, dear God, stop! You know, yeah. like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Eric's allergic. I know he did an allergy test and it came back like shocking, allergic to cats and dogs and yeah. some other stuff that wasn't animals, you know, yeah. but um, I don't know if they test for, you know, birds at those or not. I don't know, like, but do, that's what I'm saying is like, do birds have like, because they have feathers, they don't have fur, like, do they have dander? Like, knows. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Do it. I mean, Do I know birds he's allergic have to, he's, you know, he's had allergies to, like, your horses. Yeah. Just, you know, but that's, you know, that's hair. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think if he's, I don't think he's really cozied up to anything else to know, that I know of anyway, you know? Yeah. So. <clears throat> no. Unknown huh. to many, birds also produce pet dander and may trigger allergy symptoms. Huh. Okay. But you can get hypoallergenic birds. Yeah. Parakeets. Huh, okay. Or one of those that you can, that have, like, minimal dander. Not mm-hmm. that they don't have any, but they have minimal, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I, I mean, they've I got can't skin, it. so yeah. it makes sense that they would have dandruff, basically. Right. You know, yeah. like, honestly. Which is kind of funny to me, because, like, dust is mostly human dandruff, right? And so, like, if you're allergic to dust, like, does that mean you're allergic to human dander? Am I allergic to people? I'm allergic to dust. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Am allergic, I allergic to people? <laughs> yeah. I think the difference is that I'm allergic to dust mites. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, what people mean when they say I'm allergic I to know, dust. I know. That's the thing. I think it's the mites and not yeah. the actual dust. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allergic to dust mm-hmm. mites or if I'm allergic to the, like, dust itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Because I just say I'm allergic to dust, but, yeah. like, I'm allergic to the mites, you know? So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I haven't done allergy testing. I should at some point, but mm-hmm. I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, make sure that you're real specific about what type of allergy test you need yeah. and what medications you need to not take. Because, yeah. God damn it, I'm still annoyed. Okay. Also, I just remembered. I have a little update on on um, the, the, the whole situation. No, situation. no, no. Not no. the allergy situation. This was an injured and asked moment that I had um, some weeks ago. The testing. Not the testing. No, I'm talking oh. about something totally different. Okay, okay. Forget okay. about dander. Okay, okay. okay. All right. No dander. We're talking okay. about... Something else entirely. We're talking about karate. Okay. Okay, so I I had said that I creeped out one of the senseis at the dojo one morning because I went on and on about how great the bathroom smelled. <laughs> and was it yeah. cologne or was it cleaner? And yeah. that sensei thought I was an idiot, right? <laughs> and, like, so I just, like, did not look at him in the eyes for a it's while. Like, now he would, he would walk by and I'd just you. be like, oh, don't look. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. So yeah. I, was, I was at the dojo the other day and um, I was talking with um, one of Killian's friend's mom. She's there a lot too. And so we chat sometimes. She's super friendly. I like her. Um, so I'm telling her the story mm-hmm. about me creeping out the sensei. And so this happened. It was like a morning at the day camp over the summer, one mm-hmm. of the weeks. Now, Killian became friends with her kids that week at, mm-hmm. at that day camp. Um, so I start this by saying, like, you know, I, I walked in and, like, 
the bathroom and she goes, oh, that bathroom, you know, like it was not smelling good this summer. And I was like, oh, because like every time I've been in there, like it smells fine. Like for a bathroom that like mostly children use, it's surprisingly fine. Yeah. You know, it's not like spick and span, but it's not like gross at all. Yeah, it's not, like, grimy or, I would like, say it's stinky. fine, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's perfectly fine. It, mm. it, for a public bathroom, like, you're, yeah. you're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I've never walked in there and been like, oh, it smells like poop or anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just smells like a room, mm-hmm. you know? It smells like a bathroom. So, so <laughs> I'm always like, cool, I can totally use that bathroom, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but, so, so when she said that, I was like, oh, I'm trying to think, has it ever smelled bad in there? I don't think so, but yeah. who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, she's like, so I, um, I had my son bring in some air fresheners mm-hmm. and sneak them into the bathroom that morning. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, that's why. <laughs> that's why I smelled and I was, the guy's like, what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> there was air freshener in there yeah. and they didn't know about it. So, yeah. So I just thought that was so funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, this is awkward. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. And then I was like, what air freshener is that? <laughs> and then the next time I saw her, she brought me some. Hey. It was so nice. <laughs> yeah. So now, update, my bathroom smells great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, anyways, just thought you should know. Also, that sensei's being nice to me again, so. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I'm sure that that's probably not the weirdest question he's ever been asked in his life. He's probably like, huh, what? And then was like, yeah, okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just was like, I'm not crazy. This happened, and... They didn't know about it, yeah. so that's why all the weird looks. Okay. <laughs> all yeah. right. Yeah. And now my bathroom smells delicious. Yay! So, okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at itchitsandaspitspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.